0: Handy ass. Put your damn feelings down. Let's laugh and drink all oh, damn show. Drunk dude in a gun room is in the house. Get ready. Get your drinks. Let's go. Thank you, thank you. Let's get started, everybody. Here we go. Hey, welcome, everybody, to Two Drunk Dudes in a Gun Room. Man, so today was actually Daytona 500. Uh, NASCAR had started. I love love NASCAR. I love contact sports, period. Um, But it was funny, you know, one of the things I I heard them talking about uh, Saturday, I think it was, they were talking about you know, how the drivers go to the bathroom, you know, they were talking about, I heard a podcast also talking about how, uh, some of the fighter pilots in a, uh, long, uh, flight, you know, say a 10 hour flight, um, you know, takes a leak and it got me thinking, man, you remember some of the convoys that we were, uh, in and how long they were. It was, uh, it was, a water bottle and the uh, tc grabbing the steering wheel you know that was the majority of the way we took leaks and just the small things like people actually how they had to use a bathroom what fucked me up was the first time i seen a uh a Wee. i don't know if you've ever seen one of them they were issuing them out during uh the initial invasion but uh they were for girls so that they could piss like a guy, you know, it had like a little funnel and they held it down there and, and uh, they would stand up and piss just like uh, a guy. So <laughs> the first time I seen a girl standing on the back of a Humvee taking a leap, that shit messed me up. <laughs> that, that's just something you don't never think you would see. But uh, to think that, you know, fighter pilots were using bags, why couldn't we get those? I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a, an expensive-ass thing. I remember a time uh, we were in a, 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 I was with a unit in an undisclosed location, and uh, <laughs> one of the uh, guys would come back from missions, and uh, every time I would go out there to, to work on his vehicle – there would be a piss bottle sitting right there in the floor. And I told the dude, you are surrounded by the desert, man. Chuck the bottle out the window. Don't leave it in there cooking in the sun for for somebody else to come by. And uh, I told him, I said, the next time you do it, your ass is not going to enjoy what's going to happen. And it wasn't even the next day. Same damn thing happened again. So I took I took that damn bottle and uh, took the cap off. I dumped it all over his seat and let it cook. I guarantee you, when he got in there that night to conduct missions, it sucked. (laughs) That shit probably stunk its ass off. But it's crazy the things that we did. You know, burning shit. I I remember having to do that. You know, and people don't even think about this—the stuff that uh, you're doing that are normal everyday basics but you know once you get over there how how much it changes you know the the thoughts of digging holes to to take a shit i I only know one guy that was actually on mission that had to shit in the middle of a firefight and he was on our show so (laughs) that's not a normal thing (laughs) you plan what you eat before you go out on mission that's for damn sure (laughs) but uh I don't know, man. You know, I'd love to hear some of the, the funny stories some of y'all other veterans had, man. It, you know, post them on our page because uh, that shit, it will blow your mind. The the, the small little details and the, the funny stories that soldiers tell for, for hours, you know. I also remember <clears throat> the first time we had uh, some civilian... Afghanis, and uh, I don't remember what it was called, but they had uh, some sort of plant that they chewed, and they they, they put it in their mouth, kind of like dip, and uh, one of the uh, <clears throat> Afghanis wanted to trade with one of the other soldiers, and uh, he took a big old pinch like he would some Copenhagen, and as he was putting it in his mouth, they were like, no, no, no. <laughs> man he was so damn sick i guess their shit is a lot stronger than uh what we use because it's it's not the same i don't know what it's called but uh it was just an everyday task that he did and man evidently he didn't know he didn't know about everything that was out there because <laughs> that shit. But he was sick for hours if he listens to this show he's gonna know who i'm talking about man i never seen somebody turn green so fast I, I wish i I wish I could remember what the name of that stuff is you know and then uh i I watched uh the first time you know we had alcohol and uh <laughs> I watched some people try to give themselves an ID so they didn't have a hangover the next day <laughs> that didn't go well either the the stupid shit that that all comes from what would be normal tasks in the United States and how complicated they become over there. We literally, so in our, our shitter, our shitter was turned into, it was a phone booth and uh, we cut a hole in the back of it and we cut a hole in the top and we had uh, had a a toilet seat sent over. So we at least had a toilet seat to sit on. And uh, we literally, when you close the door, there was a sign there that said, do not piss where you shit. And we had tubes that ran into the ground and you would go outside and and you'd piss in the tubes that went four foot down into the ground. You know, we call them simply piss tubes. And the reason for this is, is wet shit does not burn. You know, you, you have a a bucket full of piss and you're not going to be able to burn the shit. And, and it becomes a much harder task than uh, what you want. So yeah, the, the normal tasks that we would do. And, and I know there's a, ton of soldiers out there that are thinking back man he's absolutely right (laughs) because those tasks are where the stories start i don't care what anybody says you know everybody when everybody talks about afghanistan first kicking off you know everybody talked about the mres that we had to eat for three meals a day and i remember working with some of the foreign countries over there you know particularly france you know We, we got, we got one over on their asses. There was a small group of French that wanted to trade a pallet of their MREs for a pallet of ours. We gladly did it. And I'm going to tell you something, the French, they do love their food because their MREs was like fresh food. It was real good. It had cheese and they had breakfast MREs and dinner MREs. I mean, it was amazing. And about, I don't know, it was probably three weeks down the road that that pallet was gone. and, And we, uh. We went back and asked if they wanted to trade another pallet. No, 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 no. We don't know how you guys eat that stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, at least we got one pallet out of it. <laughs> we don't know how we eat that shit either. <laughs> but you know, again, once uh C Rats came around and, and you actually had an MKT to go to, even though it was still an, it was a boiled MRE. It was so much better. Your life changed for the better by 100% just because it was now hot and you didn't have to stick it in a bag and and warm it up and try to melt the cheese. (laughs) So these normal little tasks that um, don't become so normal anymore (laughs) when you get over there is the basis for some funny ass stories because everybody talks about what you ate how you shit and the things that you've seen. And that's what makes combat stories so funny. It's not the, it's not the bad stuff, man. It's, it's the, the everyday normal stuff. You know, I I remember, i literally remember a day in Afghanistan where we came outside and it was raining mud. So there was a thunderstorm above a sandstorm and as the rain was going through the sand, it was raining mud balls down. The whole sky was orange. And uh man, that shit fucked me up too. Standing there looking at like, what kind of shithole am I in that rains mud? <laughs> not 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 raindrops, mud balls. I mean like a six-year-old throwing them at you. <laughs> the the glasses that they gave us, man. That was the one thing the Army did get right was the, the Oakley uh, little goggles they gave us because, man, that's just, those sandstorms sucked over there. Again, doing normal things like trying to walk to the shitter in the middle of the sandstorm sucked. You timed. Everything became schedulized. You didn't shit till the sun went down. You tried to limit any outdoor activities during sandstorms. And you can see them rolling in. You knew they were coming. So you're like, hey, I better get some of this shit done before that shit comes so I can get inside. But yeah, uh, it's it's just a, a crazy story, man. One after another after another, you know? And uh, you uh, you start looking back at how the times changed. And we went from eating MREs To one of my last deployments before i retired you could literally have a guy on a moped deliver you a pizza from pizza hut in afghanistan i mean it was crazy (laughs) the first time i seen that i just could not believe it you know kandahar is where it was at um and uh you uh you had they had a boardwalk they had a uh uh Ten something. It was like kind of like our uh, version of uh, Dunkin' Donuts, Tim Hortons. That's what it's called. I mean, it was crazy, and it was literally like Mad Max because there was a whole bunch of different countries there, and not one person working together. So, it is crazy how that war changed and how many civilians, like Bosnia. I mean, I was in Bosnia in '98. So it was at the tail end of Bosnia. And uh, let me tell you, man, when uh, I seen all these Bosnians that was over there working as KBR workers, I could not believe it. I mean, I guess it made sense. You know, they're war-torn country. They were used to living in that kind of condition, so they may as well make great money continuing to live in the same kind of conditions. So it is crazy how the everyday stories that uh, soldiers will tell that have nothing to do with uh, anything other than normal, what would be considered normal activities, going to the bathroom here, getting something to eat, um, what you drove. I know <clears throat> I know. when the war first kicked off, man, everybody was scrounging and trying to weld doors from... Uh, civilian vehicles and stuff to the outside, sandbag in the floors. And, and man, there'd be so much weight added to these that the ball joints would be busted and tie rod joints broken and and everything else from all the weight that's on them. But that's what we had. So you're trying to surround yourself with as much metal as you could <clears throat> just so while you're driving down the road you didn't die. And uh, it's, it's crazy to think back about What became normal, you know, the things that, you know, driving down the road and and seeing stuff in the road and you instantly swerve around it or, or avoid it some way, somehow in fear of it being an IED, you know, it's no wonder when you spend as much time over there, how some of those things that become normal there try to bring themselves back to being normal here. And some of that stuff I still do. You know, I'm obviously not burning shit, thank God. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't need MREs either. But uh, it is it is crazy to think back about all the things that, that we went through. I remember when we was in Bosnia, you know, they, talked, they taught you, if you couldn't see what you were walking on and it wasn't hard, don't walk on it, you know, because of all the landmines that was over there. And to this day, I still don't even like walking in mud puddles. If I can't see what's under the water, I it's just it's ingrained in me to not walk onto it. And that was another thing that became normal over there that has kind of transitioned to normal here. It's a it really is kind of funny, you know. I'd love to hear some of the stories from some of the other people out there to to find out a little bit about what you had brought back with you, you know, what luggage are you carrying back here? Because, uh, when I, when I seen those stories about the fighter pilots and and NASCAR and and how they took care of going to the bathroom, you know, I wonder if some of that, you know, transitions when they're (laughs) traveling, you know, they just carry an extra bag with them because, uh, it is, it is pretty funny what becomes normal. You know, uh, one other thing I want to hit is I, I know at the beginning of the, uh, the podcast, y'all are starting to hear a little bit about Gunroom Radio. Um, Gun Room Radio is is our newest project. We are trying to provide a platform for veterans to uh, get their music out, their podcasts out. There's their com- comedy shows. Uh, we're, we've got inviting comedians. We're inviting uh, uh, musicians we're inviting podcasters. If you are a veteran, a son or daughter of a veteran or a husband or wife of a veteran, then we are inviting you to be on the show. Um, It is a subscription-based. There will be multiple channels. So if you want talk radio, you'll have podcasts. If you want comedy, you're going to have the comedians. If you want music, it's going to be separated by three different genres. So it's going to be a little bit about um, what the veterans want to provide and. The listeners are going to get a choice and in return what you're doing is you're helping support that veteran who's trying to get their career going you're also providing trips and events through us for veterans and that's where the proceeds are going um, none of us take paychecks we're not a 501c company uh, that is a much bigger project that um, i just don't have the means to, to tackle right now but that is Down the road, that is something that I'd like to do. Um, However, we are still trying to provide um, events for the uh, veterans. We're trying to get things like uh, uh, a Kansas City's game, 15 veterans to go to a Kansas City Chiefs football game. We're trying to get uh, 15 to go to a Cardinals baseball game, a Blues hockey game. We still have our gigging trip that's coming up in October. We're going to still do a competition shoot to raise some money in March. So we still are spreading the word out there of any other resources out there. And that's another reason why we've got the uh, gun room radio coming, because there's a lot better podcasters out there than than us. You know, we designed this to to spotlight veterans, not necessarily spotlight ourselves. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you guys take advantage of uh, the gun room radio. Um, It will be fully live May 1st. Um, It's currently on now. There'll be some down times with it because we're we're in the building phase of it right now. So we're bringing the veterans on. We're uploading their music. There's a lot of web design that's going into this. So if you go to our homepage, Two Drunk Dudes in a Gun Room, you will find out that uh, um, it's there. It may be live. It may not be at the time. So uh, just check back. But, uh, you know, you can still sign up for an account. And uh, there is no charges until May 1st, you know, May 1st, it will no longer be on our homepage and and you will have to be a subscriber to get it. And by then there'll be a lot more content and it'll be well worth the $10 a month. I promise you. So I hope you all take care. Uh, God bless. And uh, let's hear some of these funny ass stories.